it's like having that relationship with yourself where you can comfort and support yourself mm. I think like everything starts within and branches out so when you have that love and compassion for yourself and it's genuine it's authentic and you're taking the time to value and evaluate and be there for you then you can show up and be that person for somebody else as well Welcome to Move In Dialogues. I'm Essie Augusta Virtanen, your host, and I created this podcast because I believe in dialogue. Dialogue is how we connect and share our stories. And our stories, well, they are our superpower. So I want to connect with you to share my own personal stories, but also introduce some incredible human beings and their powerful narratives that can move your heart, but also move you into action. I hope this podcast can also help you feel that you are not alone in whatever reality or struggle you might be facing and give you support from afar. I hope this podcast can also give you tools to help you keep connecting and keep moving no matter what. So let's connect and let's get moving. Welcome to this episode of Moving Dialogues. I have such a treat for you guys today. I have a very special guest, my very good friend and an amazing coach, Usha Hamal, who focuses on self-compassion with people, which is, I think, always a relevant subject to talk about, especially when we think about that connection within and working with yourself to get closer to the best possible self. Welcome, Usha. I'm so excited you're here. Esti, thank you so much for having me. I am very honored to be part of your platform. I'm just, I'm just so excited to introduce like incredible human beings who have so much wisdom to give, and and I, I'm just, I just know that this is going to be so valuable. So let's just, let's just jump right in. Um, can you like tell a bit more uh, about your background and and how you got into coaching and 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 everything? I would love that. So I'm originally from Nepal. So I moved, um, well, with my family back when I was 11, came to Portugal and Portugal's a very lovely country as well. And um, when I was 17, moved to England, did my bachelor's and then had like a few years gap. And then while I was during that time period, I was trying to decide what to do with my life. What do I like doing? Who am I as a person? What makes me happy? What could I see myself doing in a long term? You know, so I had to really uh, spend some quality time getting to know me because I did a background. Um, so I have background in psychology. So and psychology is quite broad. So from then, from that point on, you want to narrow it down. And I really begin to think to myself, and I realize that I really do like helping people. I really like getting to know people. I really like listening and finding ways to help them. And uh, when I say help them, it means such a, it's not like I'm, I have to actively do something like, oh, let me get you a blanket so you're not cold. It's not like that. But it's more like people recognizing themselves as the unique human beings they are and me being able to guide them in that path where they find who they are and what they're meant to be doing and how they can find that balance and alignment into their life. So it's just really them connecting with themselves more. And me being able to be a part of that, I think I thought that was such a beautiful thing. And I realized that I could see myself doing that in long, 
for a long, long time and being happy doing it. So I was like, okay, coaching. (laughs) And then I... I looked up and I was like, I really do like positive psychology as well. And there's, and it's a new field that has so much potential. And it's not just about human beings. Just, uh, it's like counseling is something that, um, you know, you do you you do go through when you're going through something really traumatic, difficult, or you're really struggling with something. Um, so let's say depression, anxiety, all of that. So you go through that and then you get into the state of neutral zone. Let's say you're in the negative and you become zero. So where is that part from like zero for a person to go from zero to 10? Where is that? And that's when positive psychology comes into play. And I thought that was a really good opportunity for me to be part of a course that combines both. So I jumped into this opportunity and this has been the best thing I've done for myself so I'm very happy with how it's turned out and it led me to self-compassion and self-compassion is just something that I was looking for myself and it's it's so handy when you're going through something difficult um I used to be very self-critical so I would have these negative voices in my head telling me that I'm not good enough like this not good enough thing would come into play so many times, like in relationship, in friendships, in in school, work, like anything. So ever since I was small, like there would be that voice in my head when I'm struggling with something telling me I'm not good enough. And and I could not shake that thing off of me that you would want to. But then the more you try and when it doesn't work, you just end up disliking yourself more and you're you just it just seems to like prove that you're not good enough so it was like a losing battle I was going through and I realized that um, I wasn't the only person going through something like that and when you're going through hardship you really begin to think that you're alone like you're in isolation and the rest of the world is far away but in reality you are putting yourself in a box of isolation the world is there to connect with you to reach out but you are choosing to be in a box so it was very like a eye-opening experience for me to really evaluate myself. And that's when meditation really helped me in this journey. And really like the course itself was very healing for me to be able to evaluate myself and look at my environment, my family background, or like the people, the background of people around me. And it's just realizing that I have not been seeing a lot of self-compassion, you know, and and it's like, even if you haven't seen a lot of self-compassion, doesn't mean it's not there. Mm, yeah. it's, it just became like a really uh, deep journey for me. Mm. And, and I got really passionate about being able to help other people see this. The yeah. life that I was seeing for myself, I wanted to share it with other people. And that's what led me to self-compassion. Absolutely. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. That's a beautiful, beautiful story. So if people are wondering, what is self-compassion? Like actually the definition of it, and since you've been studying it, like how would you define self-compassion so people for sure will understand what it is so they can actually, you know, you need to understand something before you can actually tap into it. So could you, could you tell a bit more about that? That's a very good point, Essie. And thank you for bringing that about. So self-compassion is something that it's a lot of times people think of it as with self-love and self-love is a part of it and acceptance is a big part of it. 
but it's also about having compassion for yourself in the midst of suffering. So when you're going through something hard, like what do you choose to do with that situation? So having that positive choice. So let's say we are, we're good friends. So I have that choice to, let's say you're going through something difficult. It, it would be very natural for me to be like, hey, Essie, I'm here for you. You know, to be that lending hand for you. So if you're, let's say you did not do well on the assignment and you wanted to get a 80 and you got a 70 mm. and that could be quite hard for you. And you could be like, oh, like, I just feel like I'm not doing well. Then I would be like, no, I see you're doing really good. Like 70 is really good, I see. So I would be that comforting person for you. So self-compassion would be being that comforting, good friend to yourself that you are easily willing to be to somebody else so it's like having that relationship with yourself where you can comfort and support yourself mm. so I think like everything starts within and branches out so when you have that love and compassion for yourself and it's genuine it's authentic and you're taking the time to value and evaluate and be there for you then you can show up and be that person for somebody else as well so. I I love that. I I absolutely love that image of that that like metaphor that self compassion is like when friends show up for you to give compassion in any situation. But self compassion is that you're that friend for yourself. That is absolutely beautiful. And I think it's quite also important to realize that you're not alone. You know, you're not secluded. And that is one of the very essential element of self-compassion. If the world was filled with a bit more self-compassion, love, kindness, then we could walk walk in the street without having to worry about, like, random things like, oh, shoot, I dropped my card, my bank card. And then, you know, worry about some, someone taking it. Or, yeah. like, or like, the suitcase example I gave you, or like someone helping you carry your suitcase because you're struggling. Or like an old lady crossing the road and she's blind and she's struggling and she's carrying a bag or something. And then you being a decent human being to help that. So it just, it's like, it's almost like common sense, but people are like, nah, someone else can do it. Mm -hmm. There's so many other people who can do that. So why should I have to go out of my way? So it just becomes that I, I mentality when it's supposed to be like the we mentality, us togetherness, you know? it's like we're all in this world together we're all going through things together so why don't we make our lives a little bit easier by being a bit more kind you know and i feel like kindness is everything right now because if we're kind like to each other like you said like even kindness from stranger at this time like you know if someone a stranger would have offered when I forgot my card at the store and when I had queued for four to five minutes and shop for another four to five minutes and I have to walk 20 minutes back and forth to the store just to go get my card if someone had just kind of witnessed noticed that first of all that people would kind of look around and notice notice someone's distress or something and then like hey oh don't worry like the line is crazy this coming to the store is so stressful right now and like you said paying for the 20 or something pounds just to to be kind is that that kind of energy also like it travels like you've helped someone else but that also just manifests more into your life but but also like so that example being with like you know kindness with others 
but I also like kindness with ourselves. Mm. We need to be like, we've needed to be extremely kind to ourselves. And I feel like in that kindness, what's tied into it is forgiveness Mm. that we've had to, especially in the beginning of this situation, forgive yourself. I'm not as productive. I don't have it figured out yet. I don't know how to make this work at home. I don't know how to deal with the kids at home. Oh, I don't know how to work out at home. Like it's, it's okay. And now that we've been into this over, over a month, new things might like, that's okay. That's okay. I feel like that phrase is so powerful. Like that's okay. Just keep on going. Like you'll find your way. Like just having that kindness and being gentle. I feel like just having been like gentle with ourselves and forgive yourself. Like, okay, this didn't go that well. Oh, I didn't get that done today. Or, oh, I haven't felt the best. Oh, I felt like this. That's okay. We can always, you know, turn it around or feel it out and, you know, I feel like that's been like really highly important. What do you think? You know, I definitely agree with you. And um, the whole reason why I got into self-compassion was because of compassion. You know, that I, I, and it's very interesting because I'm doing the study of self-compassion. And then um, in one of the interviews, like, well, actually, in a lot of interviews, they mention how kind they are to other people. And then they begin to question like, but wait. I don't treat myself the way I treat other people. So I'm a lot nicer to other people than I am to myself, which doesn't make sense. So why is this happening? So you begin to really question it. And I thought that was like a really beautiful discovery. And it's something that I started to question myself as well, because uh, in the VI character strength, I ranked quite high on kindness. Like it was in my top five in the beginning and then it continued on. Now it's changed. But um like I really valued kindness and doing good things for other people. And then I begin to really look into my life and I'm like, wait, am I being kind to myself? And of course there were times when I was kind to myself, like, you know, like I treated myself to this dress, let's say for example, or like I treated myself to some time with my friends, you know, like after doing something. So it would be kind of like, okay, I am taking care of that need. But then when I'm going through something really difficult, like let's say that I wanted to do well in on this uh, project or something and it didn't turn out the way I wanted, how was I treating myself in that situation? And that's a moment of difficulty. It's a very hard situation when you worked hard on something, you've given your time and effort and you just persevered through the process and the result's not how you want it, then how do you treat yourself in that moment? And then I began to realize that I was quite harsh on myself and it was almost like the voice that's been uh, in the back of my head, like the negative voice. It's like, oh, of course you're not going to do it. Like, it's you or like, you know, those kind of negative voice. And I'm like, wait, this is so negative. Like, I don't want to have that. But then it's like, questioning is this negative voice actually helping me improve or is this actually putting me down and a lot of times I feel like people just begin to think that this negative critical voice in your head is the one pushing you to progress and there's people who have progressed and with this negative voice like I've done research on so many people and they have gotten really far in life because they push themselves push themselves push themselves but when it comes to their happiness, they are not happy people. So it's not even about how far you've gotten into your career in in goal achievement that you wanted to set. You are going to remain dissatisfied with yourself if you constantly have that negative thoughts in your voice. Because no matter what you do, 
how hard you push yourself, how much you work, it's not going to be enough. It's like you're fighting a losing battle. You know, you have to, it's like you have to have a good relationship with yourself. You have to have you on your side. You cannot be against you. You of all people should be with you in every journey and have that. It's like you should be your own best friend, you know, in that sense. Like, And I worked in nursing home, so... Um, in the nursing home, like you all end up alone, you know, in the end, like no matter how loving of a husband you had, no matter how loving of a wife, family, kids, friends, it doesn't matter because in the end, like the last, let's say 10, 20 years or however long, like uh, I've witnessed when I worked in nursing home, like they just end up alone. And it's not like, it's not like a bad thing to be alone, but it's just the reality of the thing is that you are going to be with your own company. So if you don't like your company, you're screwed. (laughs) Because like, no matter how popular you are, no matter how good with people you are, no matter how much of your time you invest with other people, you are going to be spending the most amount of time with yourself. So then like, how do you choose to have the kind of relationship? If it's positive, it definitely makes your life easier. If it's negative, Oh boy, you're you're in trouble because you have the rest of your life to spend with yourself. It's mm-hmm. like people ending up in you know how like uh, couples end up in divorce because they're unhappy with themselves. It's like if you're unhappy with yourself, you cannot even separate that part of yourself. So it's like you have to work with what you have, and when you have compassion and acceptance and love for yourself for all that you've gone through, like to give the example of that, like the project I mentioned, like. So, okay, I could, there's like two ways to approach the situation. I could be like, oh, wow, Usha, you're horrible. Like, what was that? And all this negativity. And it would just make me feel really bad about myself. And I would have like a horrible day. Maybe my interaction with other people would be bad as well. I'm not going to want to do something fun at the moment because I'm, I'm in that stage of punishing myself because I feel like I deserve that because I didn't do well. So mm-hmm. it becomes like a negative vicious cycle. But then the alternative could be like, oh, wow, um, it's okay that you didn't do that, like what you thought you were going to do, because you're human. And things happen in life. You've done your best, and that's that. And look at like what you could do in the future. This is a good learning process. Okay, this is from this moment onward. Maybe you, if you want, you could um, maybe like try to do something differently. This approach didn't work. Let's try a different tactic. And... And even that, what you have right now is really good considering. So you look at the positive facts, you know, like, let's say even if you get like a, to give like a mark, you got like a 50 and you want to like a 70, but then it's still like more than 40. So you have to kind of really evaluate and see the good. It's kind of like choosing to see a glass half empty or half full. So yeah. it's like same principle in your life so I think that's very powerful like when you start changing and evaluating and as a result like you can like both of those paths can lead you to career success don't get me wrong like but it's like you don't want to be in a career success where you're miserable you want to be happy and you want you don't just want like a part of uh, your career to be good you want it to be balanced in the sense that your your personal self is like flourishing and your relationship with other people is going well your work like environment is going well because and then your productivity level so all of that is like is able to flourish because of your love for yourself and compassion that you have for yourself 
but then the opposite is also true so what mm-hmm. do you choose <laughs> absolutely and i i absolutely just i've just been taking all of this in i just absolutely love everything you said because i feel like what you're talking about that self-compassion and that self-love but like you said that you at the end of the day is this is the relationship that you have with yourself is the one that you're going to have for life and this is often what i what i speak with my friends or with my clients that is relationship for life other people come and go that's how life works people move elsewhere or you know people might die that's just a circle of life but what's for life for you is the relationship that you have with yourself so i absolutely love what you said about that how it all starts with you it it starts from if you find that self compassion and that self love and you how i like to call it you build that house yourself you find that foundation you know that house for your own being and you build that house with the self compassion self love finding your passions uh your strengths your weaknesses and you just build this solid structure of being who you are and you really follow those passions and you use those strengths and you do you know the self love and you're compassionate to yourself when the life might you know doesn't go your way that that's everything and it's and i loved like that and we speak like in little different terms which i love about it, like the self love and self compassion because i feel for me that is the connection bit all of what you've been speaking about it's all about that in inner connection to yourself that needs to come first we need to connect within to connect with all of that the good the bad the struggles you know that voice like you were saying like you know that comes and says like no like you haven't you haven't done it you're not good enough and that kind of a not so pleasant voice but then we can also find that that positive way to speak to ourselves that self loving self compassionate way of having that inner dialogue within us in a way so I absolutely love what you just shared i'm just still like taking it all in i just love this how would you say then if if people people were to want to connect with this kind of self compassion more and find this kind of connection through self compassion what would you recommend people doing i think like um just like how i said with the voice it's very important to uh replace that negative voice with positive so to be able to do that so like you have to really tune in to what you're saying to yourself in the moment of difficulty so really um, be mindful of it and that's when like you can start doing meditation meditation really helps with you realizing so in the process of meditation you are able to take a step back and observe what you're saying what you're doing so you observe your actions so it's like you're looking from above or like <clears throat> from the door or something you know and uh, that was something that helped me and that's helped a lot of people like that I've worked with as well and so in that moment so let's say i'm having thoughts like oh like i'm not good enough then you think of the alternative what is it am i really not good enough you really start to question where is this really coming from and you replace that and with the realization that actually like i'm human i am doing the best that i can 
And this has been very difficult for me. So I, like I can choose to make this a little bit easier for me by having compassion for myself, by me being difficult and hard, hard on myself. Like, am I making my life easier? Is the problems going away? Am I creating a better environment? And the answer is no. So then you, you can choose to replace that slowly, gradually. But then it's, that's... It's almost like changing the lens. You know, yeah. like you change the lens. Exactly. Like it's like, okay, I'm speaking to myself this way, but actually choosing another lens of like, like questioning it, that you actually stop yourself from, I'm having this thought, I'm not good enough. But you can actually, and and this is from, um, from Gabby Bernstein's book, um, there is this kind of method like choose again. So like having, I'm not good enough, recognizing that thought, then like, okay, I accept that I have this thought, okay. But then like forgiving yourself for having that thought and then I can choose again. And then get into that where you were saying, how can I kind of see this in a different way? No, I'm actually doing my best and changing that perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. I love that. And that's a really be- beautiful way that you put in. And I love that book, by the way, it gave mentioned so good. Um, but then like, it's like, I'll give you an example. So when I have, when I work with clients and then they've expressed to me how difficult it's been for them and their relationship with their self is just not good and they wish they could love themselves, but they just struggle with it. And the question they ask themselves is almost like, what is there to love? You know, and it, it just breaks your heart when someone says that to you. It's almost like, like you, you want to almost say to them, like, there's so much in you to love. Like I could actually say the opposite. What is there not to love? You know, you're a beautiful human being, but then it's like, I could say it, but it would have no impact because no matter what someone says to you, it means nothing if you don't feel it for yourself. Mm -hmm. So like I start with like asking them to just, and it forces us a horrible word, but that's how it began. So when you're doing something new for the first time, you have to really will yourself to do it. So I tell them to just like set a timer on their phone, 15 minutes, and just focus on positive things they like about themselves and really force themselves to think of the positive. And it could be something quite shallow, like, oh, I like how my hair is thick. Or like, oh, I like the shape of my eyebrows. Or like, it could start with something very simple like that, that you could focus and then you shift your perspective gradually and be like, oh, I really like the fact that, you know, I took the moment to listen to my friend when she was having a hard time. I value that strength in someone else. So I value that in myself as well. And I'm glad that I'm this kind of person. So really taking the moment to spend quality time with yourself to get to know you, to get to see the good in you. And like, I recommend doing this for people for like three, four days, or you could even do it longer if you need to, but really forcing yourself to like sit down, set a timer for 15 minutes and then doing it for at least three days and then see how it feels and forcing yourself to do it more if that works better for you. But then this, the whole point of this writing exercise is positive thoughts only. So it's like, if you're thinking, oh, I really like my eyes, but I wish it was bigger, you mention which bigger part you only focus on the fact that you actually like your eyes so it just I think that's like the step one you know but of course this is a process you gradually spend time get to know yourself better and then find those good qualities those values and the things and it's very interesting like the things that we value in other people when we look at ourselves 
we have to really evaluate like am i fitting into the values that i i want for other people mm-hmm. and then a lot of times you do have the values within you that's why you seek those values in other people as well so it's very interesting discovery but i really do feel like people in general could spend a, a little bit more time getting to know themselves and that would really help mhm yeah and i love that how like cuz and you're kind of that almost links like with the lack of like self-worth if someone is really like i mean if they're very self-critical which is like what your research is about like working with self-critical people to be able to find more self-compassion to themselves but even also like those people who might be like that their self-worth is really low that they just like oh i don't think i'm worth anything oh i don't think i deserve that i don't think and and doing that exercise so to repeat that so the listeners can get get that clearly so for 15 minutes um you would set a timer for 15 minutes and just write positive things about you and it could start from anything so it, it's it is it, that just the exercise just to make it clear to just yeah. write things but that it's you like, like positive about things you. only so like you only so you force yourself to only think of the positive and that's quite going against what you normally would do so that's why i call it forcing yourself mm. <laughs> with a timer and then you do it for at least 3 days mm. and what might be interesting cuz i mean if someone thinking if someone has a really low self worth that might be really 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 challenging mm. so something that i've noticed is to if we're ever like wondering like some things about ourselves like i wonder what's really good about about this like we usually ask our friends or our family like hey what do you like about this what what do you think was good about that and then with the feedback we're able to kind of process that so even like maybe that's something if someone is really struggling to start writing them ask your friends what do they like about you what do they think that you're good at and that might just maybe initially begin that kind of if your friend says you're absolutely beautiful and you're always helping others you're one of the kindest people i know and if someone else says that it's like a mirror like whoa if they see that in me could i see that in myself as well what do you think about that no that's very interesting point essay and uh, it's very beautiful that what you've said is like mirroring each other but then um something that i do want to point out is that when someone is quite uh, low on self esteem self love and very low self worth what they tend to do is that they they have heard people say to them like oh you're very beautiful or like oh you're really smart and they just don't believe that at all so it, like other people's words doesn't do anything to them so mm-hmm. it's almost like they have to find it for themselves so i think in that case like honestly meditation so self compassion meditation is a priority because it opens doors that leads to the second phase which would be for them would be like forcing themselves to write positive things about themselves because i worked with someone recently who like fits the criteria of what you're describing so then she she was quite really self critical so she would describe herself to be to never have had any moment of self compassion for herself in all her life and that is a very powerful thing to say and um and then so i asked her like what helped her and then 
because we we've been I've been recommending like okay there's self compassion meditation if you're interested this is writing exercise but then like she started with the self compassion meditation and when she did it like she thought it was very powerful and she told me that for the first time in her life she felt like you know that she was worth something mm. and she's never thought of herself to be of that value and it just created like a really beautiful discovery and it became like a beginning process of something bigger and better. So it was just, I think meditation is very, very important and more important than most people even give it credit for, you know. Mm, yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, meditation is is like, it's that being able to be in that stillness because when you're in that stillness just with yourself, even if you sit for four minutes or a minute, Two minutes, just sit with yourself. And especially in the, the previous world that we lived in before this virus situation, the world was so busy that people didn't make the time to sit. But now in this reality, I mean, I found myself to be sitting with myself way more. And it's been like a life-changing thing to find, especially like in this, re in this reality that can be tough at times, that you just take the time to sit with yourself it's like almost like you're hanging out with yourself. Like, it's like you hang out with your friends. Like, why not prioritize hanging out with you? It's like going back to that earlier point is like this relationship with yourself is for life. Why are, why are you not like prioritizing hanging out with yourself the same way that you might be showing up for others, for your work, for your school, for all these other things? So actually like, okay, prioritize that relationship with yourself like you prioritize your family and with others. And like you said, like when you do that, that house and that building is so solid that you can also show up for those other things even more powerfully, mm -hmm. which I think is just, it, it's everything. And that goes back to what I always praise about connection first, connect within. Because when you have the connection within yourself and you connect to your truth, everything else will start flowing externally as well. Like it's, it's just, it's, it's magical. So I do, I do agree that meditation is 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 huge so kind of thinking if if people wanted to connect with you to know more about self-compassion coaching some of this self-compassion work that you do how could they how could they connect with you do you are you on instagram like could you share how could they connect with you after this if they want to reach out to learn more about self-compassion well i'm quite easy to connect to <laughs> so you can find me on instagram at usha hamal coaching that's my instagram and uh, you can also email me, usha.hamal1gmail.com. That's simple. So those awesome. are like two main ways. But I have to say, I really do agree with um, everything you've said. And it's very interesting that you call it connection and I call it self-compassion. But we're essentially talking about the same thing. I know. I know. I love it. I love that. But I, it's like, you know, words are only kind of the embodiment of different things and people connect with different things. But I honestly feel that the connection, connection, be, it includes self-compassion, self-love, forgiveness, kindness, and all of that. It's it's human connection. It's part of a humanness, you know? Mm. So I feel like it's all all there together. <laughs> and that's so interesting. I could say the opposite as well in terms of self-compassion includes connection, forgiveness, it. kindness. I love love so much love yeah I love that I absolutely love that well I've really loved having you this has been an incredibly wonderful conversation um 
I usually, to end uh, the episodes, I like to do a little something like fun and, and playful to um, wrap up. Um, so how this would work is that I would give you uh, like a beginning of a sentence and you would just like not overthink, but you would just kind of finish that sentence with whatever um, comes to your mind. Does that sound good? <laughs> okay, let's go for it. <laughs> okay. So first one is being connected means. Being connected means universal. Uh, I don't know. I thought of trees and nature and just people and children and old people like these are all the things that comes to my mind I think being connected means to be be one be united and to be part of something bigger than yourself but it is also within sort of like going into the whole self-compassion thing but also reaching it out to the whole world it's like there is this self-compassion meditation that a loving kindness meditation that asks you to like connect with the whole universe and when I think of connection I think of it in a bigger term so it's it's mm -hmm. like something that starts out small and then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and it would go even past earth and universe and mm -hmm. it's just so big that's how mm -hmm. I see it mm, I love that oh I'm getting chills <laughs> okay then the other one is movement movement to me means Movement to me means moving on, but also moving continuously. It's almost, it's like the different difficulties that you face in life, you have a choice to make. So you can either stay still or you can continue to go on. And life doesn't stop for anyone. Time doesn't stop for anyone. Mm -hmm. So you have to keep on taking little steps, whatever steps that you can, to go on, to carry on, so that you can find a better tomorrow, better day better something or even to even if you're in like a good state to continue that good state so keeping on just keeping on the movement you know like carrying on it just it's very very important I feel like mm. oh I love that I love that um so finally to end this interview what would you like to if you could say one thing one thing to the listeners out there what would you want to say to them you're not alone in this. And I know right, right now we're in the middle of something very unexpected, but this is also a moment for you to get to know yourself a lot better and spend time with yourself and immerse in the moment of self-compassion and connect within and find that love for yourself to be able to give compassion and kindness to the world. And we all need it at this time. You need to find it for yourself first. So I really hope you take the moment to find that peace, that happiness, that love, compassion for yourself within. Oh, Usha, thank you so much for being here today. I'm feeling so heartful. It means the world that you're here. Thank you so much. Thank you thank so much, Essie, for having me. And it's always such a pleasure to be in your company. And I feel really hurtful as well. Thank oh. you. Likewise, thank you so much. Thank you. Hello lovelies, I just wanted to take a quick moment to say a huge thank you for listening to this episode of Moving Dialogues. If you're wanting to support the growth of this podcast, there is a donation link below so I can keep on bringing even more moving stories your way better than ever. I thank you so much for your continuous support. It doesn't go unnoticed. 
I'll see you next time. Much love.